Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight So come and join the people and I'm feeling alright Here on Overnight America Overnight America Oh boy, one more hour left of Overnight America. Thanks for joining us here on KMOX. I'm your host, Ryan Recker. You want to call in 314-436-7900. Feeling a lot better tonight than I did last night and the night before, sure. But I wanted to point out tomorrow's going to be another one of those KMOX special broadcasts. So from 10 o'clock till midnight, we're going to have the Jim White special and to honor his last day on KMOX. It's one of those anniversary dates tomorrow. We just had Jim White's birthday yesterday. He would have been 84 if he was still alive. I know a lot of you still have fond memories of his program and listening late nights to all the different calls and the commentary and everything that came with it. Jim White was a special broadcaster for sure. He really dominated the late night airwaves. And on April 8th, 1999, happened to be a Thursday, April 8th, 1999, he had his last show ever on KMOX. He retired after that and enjoyed retirement until the day that he passed about 10 years later. So Jim White's, we're going to replay his last show on KMOX. As far as I know, this is the first time it's re-aired since it actually was on the air some 20 years ago in 1999. Pretty excited for that. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And we'll post it as a podcast, too. I'll do that after the fact. If you wanted to make sure you're subscribed to the Overnight America podcast, that would be good to do so. I saw this one story. CBS 13 Sacramento was talking about how to handle trash. And I thought, ooh, wait a minute. St. Louis has a problem with trash right now. Ooh, they can barely find enough people to pick up trash. In fact, they're well under the number of people needed in order to just walk around and clean up the trash in the region. A lot of people have noticed this lately. There's trash all over the place. We actually had a topic maybe two weeks ago 
where I asked, have you noticed trash? And people would call in and say, it is bad right now. It's not just here, but across Missouri. It is bad. I've noticed it places um, other than downtown. If you drive on any of the freeways, you'll see it there too. CBS 13 in Sacramento was talking about an out-of-the-box thinking way to, an out-of-the-box way of thinking in order to clean up some of the trash. Here's what they did in a place called Elk Grove. It's an unusual idea, a city paying homeless people to keep their camps clean. As far as I know, we are the first. Homeless in Elk Grove can now cash in by bagging up trash, helping get rid of the eyesore that encampments often create. Yeah, this is a real deal. St. Louis has their issue with homelessness. They have tried but have failed in the past to address it. I think they did a terrible disservice uh, hurting some of these homeless uh, buildings and like Larry Rice, for example, who, who have been helping the homeless for decades to yank him around, I think was bad form. Someone that's trying to help the situation. I don't think they've done a good enough job. I think it's bad that they have to harass people that are trying to feed the homeless. I mean, remember the stories about people getting ticketed because they're handing food out to the homeless under the streets of St. Louis. Things would get really cold. There'd be no place for them to go. And the shelters that they had didn't have uh, walk-ins or enough space to accommodate those that wanted to go there. Remember just a couple of years ago, you find homeless people that were stuck in the elements dead. You know, they'll, they'll find a body in a portage on somewhere as they try to get a little bit of shelter from the cold, but that's not going to be enough for them. We've had a, a tough time with, homelessness in St. Louis. And for the most part, they keep to themselves. Do you think this is a good idea? I think this is actually a pretty strong idea. I think if we're having a hard time hiring people, if we said to the homeless, hey, if you clean up and you try to help with this, something that we need, we'll reward you. So how are they being rewarded in Elk Grove? We need to reduce the amount of public complaints that we're getting. We'd go there and it would just be a massive mess and we'd spend hours just cleaning and cleaning and cleaning. But now we go there and their bags are ready for us. I was shocked in all honesty. The city now pays people like Ashley Ross with $20 gift cards each time they tidy up their tents. Just because I'm homeless doesn't mean I don't, I don't care, you know? Mom always told me, you know, you got to pick up after yourselves. So you have the homeless that have their own area, their own encampments and places. So a lot of times self-governed, we find that in some of these areas in St. Louis, there's normally a homeless leader, a home, homeless mayor, I guess if you want to use that terminology, that is looked at as someone that is the sheriff in that town. And that's what happens. I mean, they, they kind of self-keep to themselves. And we don't really hear a lot of crime. Like we don't hear homeless people committing acts of violence, things like that. They mostly keep to themselves crime, you know, drug use, stuff like that. Sure. That's the, the kind of things that they're susceptible to, but you don't see them out there assaulting other people, right? The panhandling, sure. Assaulting. No. What if the city said we have a issue with the trash that is clear. We can't hire people to pick up the trash because there aren't people that want to do it. They don't want to take this low paying job and they don't feel safe doing it. Here's the idea. Pay the homeless. You collect the trash. You bag it up. We'll collect it. You're rewarded. I don't think this is a bad idea. Actually, don't like to live like this. So having that sense of community and pride and keeping their area clean has really shown. So what's the price tag on this project? The cost of running this program for over a year has been under $10,000. When we, we might have run through that in one month. Wow. So they were paying people. The thing with the city of St. Louis right now, there's so many jobs that they can't fill. You're not taking a job away from someone 
you're basically giving up and saying that we're gonna not we're not gonna be able to find someone. Just like the same thing with nine one one dispatchers. They're so so understaffed. They got to hire more people there. They just don't have people that want to do the job or maybe the staffing is the issue, or maybe they're just not doing a great job recruiting or whatever it is. That's one type of job. Now imagine saying, we want you to go on the streets of St. Louis where crime is terrible. You're going to clean up things that you don't want to come in contact with because, you know, you know, for your own health reasons, you're probably not trained to pick up half of these things. And uh, go ahead, have have at it. No, I don't think there's people lining up for that job right now. This might be a solution for a problem that we currently have. And I think a lot of people would benefit from it. And it might be cost effective too. I don't know if that would actually count as a job if you are underpaying them, giving them gift cards and such. But still, this is not a bad option. I would say look into it. What do you think? Should we start paying the homeless to clean up the trash? because we're in such a dire need right now in the city of St. Louis to clean up trash. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Go ahead and give us a call. It's Overnight America KMOX. Nearly a century of informing, entertaining, and serving St. Louis. KMOX. Welcome back. 314-436-7900 if you want to call in. Got some time left this hour. Good to see our friend Dane calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Well, good evening, Mr. Riker. How are you doing on this fine uh, Wednesday? Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's hard to keep track of days anymore, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's all blurb. Uh, Anyway, I want to comment on the the, uh, piece you were talking about, the homeless going out and picking up trash and all that. I don't, I think right. that would be, I mean, I think there's a lot of them out there that would do that. I mean, uh, like I was telling your screener, uh, I used to be homeless. So, you know, if someone offered me that, I would, I would jump on it, you know, gift card or, you know, whatever. It, you know, it'd be nice for people, you I, know, to, to it'd give the homeless I, oh, something yeah. to do instead of, uh, you know, panhandling or whatever. Yeah, I wonder if the gift cards are the preferred payment so you know that they're going to use it at a store as opposed to somewhere else on the street. I I wonder. It's better than, than uh, in my opinion, Ryan, it's better than giving them cash because I've been been on the giving to homeless people money, but I don't know what they're going to do with that money. You know, but mm-hmm. give gift card if it's a specific uh, store or business or something that they can go out, and, you know, get something to eat or you know whatever they need to do. How long were you homeless for? I was homeless from '84 to when I got my first job in '87. Uh, wow, three years at in eight. the '80s. That's interesting time. Uh, were you and in Illinois? Here. And during that time, I was working at uh, a baseball stadium in Texas. Really? And so six, you would work and the games, flags. and then you were working two jobs, and you were homeless? Yeah. W- wow. Um, so what would you do when you weren't working? Well, I had somebody that I could crash on the couch with. It wasn't like I had to stay out or anything, but... Uh, the people I don't see. realize yeah. just because homeless doesn't mean you're on the street. That means you're uh, also going from place to place to sleep. 
Right. That's a so, part of it. Wow. How about that? But, but um, I just want to call in and comment on that. And y'all have a good night. And uh, I look forward to hearing from the, the Jim Rice special because I used to listen to him when I first came to uh, Illinois, when I first came to this area. I got gotcha. you. Well, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. It'll be uh, one of those moments where in KMOX history, I'm glad that someone had a copy of this. And yeah, tomorrow night. Thank you, Dane, for calling in. And tomorrow night, we're going to be airing Jim White's last radio show. So two different Jim White things in history happened. He would have turned 84 years old yesterday on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, tomorrow night, it would be the anniversary date of his last show on KMOX. It was Thursday, April 8th, 1999. It was his last show on this radio station. They had a big celebration. They had a live broadcast over at the Summit Restaurant. And Charlie Brennan was a big part of it. And actually, Charlie invited me onto a show tomorrow morning. So I'll actually get to hang out. Well, I shouldn't say hang out because it's not going to be in person. But about uh, 9.45, 9.50 in the morning tomorrow, I'm going to be on Charlie Brennan's program to talk a little bit about this. It'll be nice to remember it with him and see what he remembers of the night. Really looking forward to it. Uh, 314-436-7900 is the phone number if you want to call in. You think it's a good idea? There's this one city in California, Elk Grove, that's going to be paying homeless people to clean up, not only after themselves, but just the trash off the street. Apparently, the program has been so successful, they've saved a lot of money that way. Uh, one person texted in, give them a job, Two, to pick up trash, the job that pays, they will feel better for themselves, uh, give them pride, responsibility. It doesn't cost the city anything to give them a job. That's interesting. I don't know um, if most homeless people would want to have, because it, it's interesting because we've talked to different people that have been homeless and they have different philosophies. Some of them, I don't want to say prefer to be homeless, but they aren't actively searching for a job. It's just become a certain lifestyle for them. Others are. Others are just found themselves in a situation they never thought they would be in. And one month, everything was great. And the next month, everything was terrible. And it could be things like terrible medical debt or whatever. They don't have family members that they could rely on or places to go. They could lose their house, their apartment or whatever it is. Next thing you know, they don't know what to do. And they're on the street. It's pretty sad and terrible. And then they're trying to gather ways to get back onto their feet. And they just need a little extra help. There's all kinds of different ones. There's people that have dependency issues where they rely on drugs and alcohol so much that that's where their money goes. And it's a sad situation. Some that are mentally unprepared to go into other situations and things. There's a wide variety wide variety that we've uh, talked to and heard from it's really could go so i think some might just like the freedom of hey if i clean up some trash i'll be rewarded for it here's a gift card they can go use it in a way that could benefit them 314-436-7900 uh dave is calling in welcome to overnight america hello hi go ahead dave um I, are you talking to me I am, yes. Is this Dave? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, you're, for some reason, didn't make a buzzing noise or whatever. But anyway. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, so I, did, I, could, I wouldn't understand it. But anyway, yeah, um, I've been overseas a bit, and I know that like, you know, in Korea, and I think throughout the whole Ori Orient, they employ these uh, people who are, um, you know, in, very indigent like that, where, and uh, they'll go around sweeping streets all over the place and stuff to keep the you know keep everything nice and clean. 
And because, uh, you know, sometimes people throw down their cigarette butts or whatever and uh, <clears throat> so forth. They smoke it pretty heavy over there you know, can, throughout the Orient, I think. But, um, yeah, they'll just throw the butts down the street, you know, and stuff. And and sometimes they'll paper or whatever. And these uh, people are just walking around all over the place with a broom and dustpan. <laughs> And I remember in up. the 90s, was it Singapore that would cane people for that? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. In fact, you know, they, I think they had the same policy as far as goes with people, you know, hired to go around picking things up. But, yeah, the guy who, uh, did you ever get caned? He was actually a foreigner, too. So that's very, I, why Clinton. Clinton. Yeah, there was him, that. What was that in the 90s? I don't remember the case yeah, all that strongly. Clinton, Clinton, yeah. yeah, Clinton was president. And he did. He he did something to step into it, where so that they wouldn't cane him. I think he yeah. got him out of it. See, I just remember but, the Saturday Night Live mocking of it. I just don't remember <laughs> other yeah. than that. It was such a weird idea, publicly caned, where they would. I mean, well, we discussed that so much. It became an international yeah. incident. They that was you know that's their tradition, and they hadn't changed it yet. You know, it's probably been around for a thousand years or something with them. I don't know, but. Yeah. Um, Certain things you just get a cane. Other, other things, I mean, look at okay, look at uh, a lot of the Middle East. If you get caught stealing, you get to lose a finger in a lot of cases. If it's you know yeah. something, punishments you know. vary. Yeah, country to country, it's pretty amazing. All right, Dave, thank you very much for the call. Good to hear from you tonight. Uh, let's go to John. Welcome to Overnight America. Yes, sir. Uh, maybe uh, if Illinois would adopt a uh, deposit container deposit uh, law. Maybe that would help a little bit. Maybe you in Missouri have it, and Illinois, we don't have anything like that. Yeah, I grew up in Michigan. It's 10 cents a can. You better believe everyone recycles with 10 cents a can. You know, that helps cut down on it. Not a lot of states do it anymore, I don't think. I, I think there's very few that still have that. Is that the? I don't know how many of the number is, but um, I think Michigan might have been one of the highest ones where you can actually make some money collecting cans. Um, okay, thank you for the call. Yeah, you'd see homeless always searching for cans in Michigan all the time because you get 10 cents a pop. You take it into a Meyer or whatever grocery store. They had the receptacles in there. You'd pop the can in, and it would just kind of keep a counter. You know, every time you put a can in, 10 cents, 10 cents, 10 cents, then you'd print a receipt out and just take it to the register. you get a deposit back. But then it made everything so expensive. So if you bought, let's say you bought 12 sodas, it was a dollar twenty extra onto it because it was an extra ten cents per can deposit. And then you get it back in when you returned it. A little different here, you know. You don't see a lot of people taking stuff to the curbside, at least that sort of thing. All right. When we come back, KMOX reporter Megan Lynch on her latest series about the pandemic. She's got one coming up next week. I'm excited to talk to her about that on Overnight America KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Get the inside story on what's happening with your St. Louis Cardinals this season directly from the Redbirds manager. It's the Mike Schilt Show, Sunday mornings at 10.15, sponsored by Bath Fitter, on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Starting next week here on KMOX, Megan Lynch will introduce a new series talking about the pandemic and when will it end. Joining us here to discuss is Megan Lynch. Hello, Megan. Hello. That is the big question for everybody right now, isn't it? Yeah. When will it end? We've been asking it probably for the last year. (laughs) When will it end? And I don't know if we're any closer to having an answer. It seems like every time we feel like we have an answer, we don't. I think that what I'm hearing from people, and and this is what people will hear next week, is there is light at the end of the tunnel, but it's not time to just rip off the mask and go wild. Mm Mm-hmm. We are going to air a five-piece series on Total Information AM starting next week. And I talked to Beth, and she said, oh, yeah, uh, you could air it at night, too. So I I think we're going to air it on Overnight America as well. I don't know if she told you that. I love that. I love for your listeners to uh, chime in on, on what they're hearing as well. It'll be interesting to see what your discussion might be on it. So really, what can we expect with this series? So every day you're going to be looking at a different aspect of the pandemic, uh, asking the question, when will it end? In specific, day one will be Monday morning. And what can we expect to start the series off? Well, I went to some of the other folks in the newsroom, Carol Daniel, Maria Kina, Sean Michael Lyle, to get their impression of, you know, we, we started hearing this question, when will it end? So what avenues did they want to look at? What places did they want to go to see, you know, when restrictions might be removed, when things might get back to this normal that everyone keeps talking about? For me, you know, the first thing I wanted to look at is, you know, legally or medically, when do we declare the end of it? Who declares that? And is it this going to be the same in the United States? as it is maybe in, in parts of Europe or other parts of the world. And so, you know, what, what I discovered by talking with a couple of experts in this area is it might take a little longer than we expect. And maybe we will want to keep some mitigations in place 
Now, I know um, you have a kiddo. I have two kids. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we were warned about this fall was that we may have a double whammy with both COVID and the flu. Mm -hmm. We kept getting warned about that. Apparently, flu was non-existent this year. And they think it's because of the layers of measures that everyone was taking. Mm -hmm. So the question is, even when we get COVID under control, will some of these mitigations remain or will they be encouraged to try to protect people from other respiratory illnesses. That's one of the things that we're going to look at uh, starting on Monday morning. Then we're going to look at masking. Maria Kina is taking that on to see if that will be one of the things that people will be able to tolerate. Will there be the political will or will it go by the wayside? Uh, Carol Daniel is going to look at nursing homes coming up on Wednesday and how long those facilities are going to be on lockdown for many people. They still haven't seen their loved ones after more than a year face-to-face, maybe through a window at most. And even though some of the rules are being relaxed, it's really questionable as to when things might get back to a point when you can just walk in and and hug a loved one. We're going to look at sports. That's been one of the biggies for people that's been such a disappointment over the last year is participation in sports for themselves as fans and, and for their kids as athletes. And then finally, one of the aspects that I'm going to look at at the very end is vaccines and some of the legal issues we're seeing. Can your employer require you to get a COVID vaccine? How many might be planning to do that? And will you have to have these vaccine passports that everyone has been talking about now? So that's that's how we're going to wrap the week up by looking at legal issues. There are so many different aspects to this, and depending on how old you are, you look at the pandemic in a different way. Yeah, I never thought there would be a time where kids would be happy to go back to school, and here we are. They can't wait, and a lot of them, when they finally get back in, they are so grateful to be around their friends and to see other people, and it has changed a lot of different habits in the way we encounter each other and the way we consume products and the way that we go to restaurants, anything. There's so many things that have changed. It's interesting to think about even when the pandemic is over and when you handle it based on the flu, what are we going to do in the future that may benefit society? Some of the different traits that we picked up that we just won't let go. So there's so many different aspects to this. I'm glad that you're tackling this topic. And what are some things that you may have learned putting this together that surprised you? I was surprised to learn that your employer can require you to get a vaccine, that uh, really you don't have too many ways to object to it. Um, But also, I I think it's interesting, the discussion that's going to be opening up about vaccine passports, that I think has been a concern for people. Am I going to be required to have something that shows that I've had a vaccine. Mm. I think for a lot of people, that's going to be a discussion that we're going to continue to have likely for the next year or more. Wow. So as you start to air these, if people wanted to follow along or maybe comment on them, do you have a good social media or someplace people can connect with you? I'd love for them to connect with me on this. I always love to get feedback on these series and get other people's ideas you can find me on Twitter at M Lynch on air. I'm also on Facebook as Megan Lynch. And you can even just uh, email me if someone would like to after they hear the pieces, mrlynch at kmox.com. Yeah, I'm starting to learn new things that I really didn't realize, some of the different protocol in place because of the kids. And my son, 
um, is someone that you know has to live a lot more when it comes to regulations than I do. I'm still working from home, but he has to go into school every day. He's in kindergarten, but even coming home and telling me about some of these things, I'm even learning things from him. So there's so many different systems in place, checks and balances in place. There's so much to learn still from this, and it seems medically speaking, this science continues to change because we continue to learn more from it. It just makes me wonder what else is going to come out in the future that we haven't discovered yet, the, the things that we haven't anticipated. And we still really don't know, and I think this is something that experts pointed out, we don't know how effective for how long the vaccine is going to be. What we have been told is that, listen, this is not something that's going to wipe it out completely. So we just don't know heading back into, you know, the next few months, what's really going to happen with this, regardless of how many people get the vaccine. Do you have any questions left on the table? So if you're putting the series together, you think, wow, uh, is there anything that came up that you thought, I have more questions than answers now? I guess, you know, the questions that I have, and it was kind of this way last year, when are the decisions going to be made for the fall? Mm -hmm. When are the decisions going to be made for the winter? I think that for a lot of people has been so hard, um, having to stretch ourselves and be flexible. And I, I, you know, I get the sense that, that people still want these decisions to be made immediately. And a lot of the experts are telling us, no, we just we are still kind of in a, a wait and see pattern. And so I guess for me, I was hoping maybe that we would have a few more hard and fast answers about when life would return to somewhat normal. And they, there just aren't too many. It's it's more us adapting mm. uh, to what we have in place right now. Megan Lynch from the KMOX Newsroom joining us on Overnight America. And part of it, too, is the business side of it, restrictions that come through from the government. We saw even higher restrictions in the county compared to the city or St. Charles County. Do you look at any of those, or is this strictly more of a medical and a personal standpoint? You know, we touched on that briefly in the area when we talked about athletics, because I think for Families, that's where it has really impacted them a lot in in these sports venues where maybe, you know, they have been able to play some games, but depending on where a team travels or where a team is based, the rules may have been completely different for one team or one club versus another team or another club. Um, You know, I think that's one of the, the local issues that, a lot of people really would like to have decided by the fall, especially, you know, let's say schools, high schools in Jefferson County versus St. Louis County. It's very, very different. And, you know, what, what I heard from one of the head coaches that I talked to was we need some things that are fair for all kids in this region. You know, I don't know if you remember or not, but when we first launched into this, it was supposed to be a regional approach with both the Metro East, St. Louis City, and the surrounding counties. And then somewhere along the way, that kind of fell by the wayside. And I think sports has been one of those areas where it's been the most obvious gap and difference between the regions. And and so that's where we go into that a, a little bit, I would say. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. I saw the update when it came to the vaccines today. I think we're close to 650,000 people have at least received their first shot. And a lot of other areas are getting close to continuing and keeping on pace like that. There's some states that are still getting hit hard. So it goes to show you 
still a lot that needs to be learned, and it'll be exciting to see exactly what you bring out in this series. Just again, it starts on Monday morning, Total Information AM. What time will those be airing? They're going to be airing at 8.22, and, you know, whatever time you air them, and then if people miss it, you can always go to the Odyssey app and go to Rewind and Rewind to that time to listen if you miss it. Plus, we'll have them posted on KMOX.com. That is great. I wish I could dedicate a time, but the problem with Cardinals baseball is I don't exactly know what time I'm going to start the show. (laughs) So it changes things. So eventually we will post them, but the nice thing is you have the Rewind on the Odyssey app, or you can go and listen to the podcast, things like that. It'll be made available. Listen to it in the morning. That's your best bet. But if not, we'll have them here on Overnight America. I think it's uh, very cool that we were extended that courtesy to air those, and I'm excited to do so. And Megan Lynch from the KMOX Newsroom, thank you so much to come on and talk about your series. When will it end? Oh, thank you, Ryan. Megan Lynch joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. This is Overnight America, KMOX. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. I'm really excited to hear Megan Lynch's reports starting next week. I'm glad we're going to be able to air them here on Overnight America. Well, considering her reports go from Monday through Friday, I think we'll at least air Monday through Thursdays. And then Fridays, we might have to say for Sunday or something like that. To complete the series, you have to be able to complete the series. That's how it works out. And Jim White, tomorrow, we're going to be airing another special, something I put together. Didn't really put a lot of work into it. It's not like a documentary. But what it is, is I took the last broadcast that he aired on April 8th, 1999. It was a live broadcast that features some people you'd recognize, including Charlie Brennan and Bob Costas. It was at the Summit Restaurant, and it was great. It was saying goodbye to one of the great legends. He worked for KMOX for about 30 years. He did the late-night show for about 20 years or so. And it was uh, it was one of those goodbyes where you're just happy because he was ready to enjoy retirement on the boat. So you hear a lot of stories from Jim White. That'll be tomorrow night from 10 p.m. till midnight. It's the last two hours of his show broadcasted on KMOX from 1999. I'm really positive this will be the first time it's re-aired ever. I, I don't think it ever had a second chance. And as far as I know, this might be the only copy of it. It was sent to me from Bob Heil, who did High Tech Heil, all the different tech segments on the show for a long time, and the very famous microphone uh, and ham operator. And you know, he's got the, all kinds of things, the talk back box. He's uh, someone that I think is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for all of his different inventions. So that's pretty cool. You'll hear all about that tomorrow on the show. I hope you can join me for that. So you know that there was the mayoral elections in St. Louis, and Tashara Jones ended up winning. Kevin Klein did a whole other story on it. It was a night for winning. Now introducing the mayor of the city, St. Louis, my mom, Tashara Jones. And it was a night for losing. Thank you all. Have another drink. Stick around. Please give me a hug or a high five before you leave. The feelings of the winners and the losers are different. How can we, the onlooker, know what they're feeling? It's like Baylor's 86-70 win over Gonzaga to win the NCAA basketball tournament. Coach Drew and Baylor complete college basketball's greatest rebound and rebuild. The elation as the winning team jumps up and down on the court and the losing team Gonzaga sulks over in the corner. The team that was undefeated all season, beaten in the last game. 
Gonzaga huddles together one last time as a team. But the heartbreak they must feel, but they just went into a, ran into a buzzsaw. The buzzsaw in the St. Louis mayor's race was Tashara Jones. I want to start by saying thank you. Thank you to my family, my daddy, and while Tashara Jones's father was proud and happy, Spencer's father was seen crying in the front row as his daughter spoke of what might have been. We came so freaking close. Elections, like all competition, can be agonizing. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. The winner of the St. Louis Mayor's race can savor the victory, mingled with a little exhaustion, and while the loser is tired too, she can go somewhere on a beach and flip through a magazine and not have to worry about fixing a place called St. Louis. With a whole other story, I'm Kevin Killeen. Mm -hmm. That's another great whole another story. All right. We're going to be back again tomorrow. If you want to uh, hang around, which I hope you do, we'll have the replay hours coming up in some great interviews as part of the replay hours. You'll hear from the founder and executive chef over at Slapped Fish. It's a chain of restaurants, mostly in California, but he's on the Food Network. Celebrity chef Andrew Gruel talking about the restaurant industry and how COVID and lockdowns have changed a lot of that he's been also on the forefront of fundraising for restaurant workers so a lot of great work he's done we'll also talk to our friend tom sullivan a local county watchdog and some of the developments in the county and what's happening there things to keep an eye on otherwise find me on facebook we can hate social media together ryan wrecker radio go like that page enjoy the rest of the night and we'll see you again tomorrow bye T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.